Asia Tech Podcast. Voice of the Asian Tech Ecosystem. Hello and welcome to Asia Tech Podcast. My name is Graham Brown. We are heading to Jakarta today. Talk about medtech, the startup scene and entrepreneurship in Indonesia to help us understand the local scene a bit better. I'm joined by Abraham Ozan, who's the co-founder of TeleCTG and Sahati. Abraham, welcome to the show. Hi. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Hello, you. Or, yeah, wait, 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 wait. Let, let me try. Selamat ditang di podcast saya. <laughs> yeah, that's great, man. <laughs> Selamat datang di podcast saya. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Welcome yeah. to my podcast. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's good, good pronunciation, man. <laughs> I, don't, I don't, I don't get much chance to use that. So there you go. Today was the first time, but there you go. I speak a little bit of Bahasa, so. Oh yeah! Wow, that's great, man. <laughs> yeah, that's great. But you, 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 yourself. We we'll talk about your your startups. In a minute, yeah. you were educated out. You went to university outside of Indonesia. Tell us a little bit about your education. You went to Malaysia and uh, Australia. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So basically, in 2015, uh, uh, I went to Malaysia yeah. to finish my high school, and I went to Monash University in Kuala Lumpur. So basically, I took the IT and uh, majoring in the business system. Mm-hmm. And after my bachelor degree, I moved to Melbourne, and then I took the master of international business. So it's kind of strange, you know. After IT, and I took a business, mm-hmm. but it's a good combination. Uh, so I know a bit about IT and a bit about business right. from the school. Good Asia Tech Podcast. Find out more at ATP Show. Do yeah. you consider yourself an IT guy or a business guy, or, or are you a programmer or what? Uh, <laughs> I think not programmer uh, at all right now. Uh, I'm focusing more into like a product. So basically, uh, since my CEO is a doctor, so I try to bridge the communication between the medical things into the technical things. Right, right. From the product, yeah. Well, let, let's talk about your startups because you're co-founder of two startups. So I'm going to ask you yeah. at some point how you do that. Yeah. But let, let's start with each one. So TeleCTG is a, yeah. a medtech startup and Sahati yeah. well, it's, a, it's a medical mobile app. Start with TeleCTG. What's that all about? Okay, so basically the idea come from uh, our, our uh, CEO, Dr. Ari Walio. So basically he already became like a OBGYN for most for more than 20 years mm. and in one time in 2015 we made and uh, he has idea is it possible to make a cardiotocography and combine with the telemedicine and i said yes that's possible so basically uh, we make a joint venture about uh, for for the telemedicine for the telecitg mm-hmm. and that's happened in 2000 in 16, we met our first prototype. Uh, the issue, what we want to cover for the TeleCTG is the, uh, what is called the geographically, you know that Indonesia has more than 3,000 islands and, yeah. you know, we are focusing on uh, delivering the good healthcare in Indonesia because only 95% uh, mom in Indonesia who can get uh, good 
healthcare system. Mm. So we come with that idea and we go that with that solution to make the CTG with the telemedicine base. Right, right. So let, let's just yeah. explain to the listeners. I had to look this up. CTG, yeah. cardiotocography yeah. is yeah. You're specifically for unborn children right so for uh pregnant yeah. mothers can you explain a little bit because not everybody listening to this show is a doctor <laughs> <laughs> okay so basically ctg uh as abbreviation from the cardio topography so means we have like a three sensor one is the ultrasonic transducer mm. to check the heartbeat of the baby inside the tummy and the second one is the toco transducer to check the contraction of the uh, the pregnant mom, and then another one is the fetal movement uh, sensor to check the movement inside the uh, tummy of the pregnant mom. Mm-hmm. So basically, the OBGYN doctor with that with those three sensor can understand, can diagnose uh, either the baby is in the good condition or no. So uh, with that uh, result, we can give suggestion to the midwife in the rural area or in the remote area to uh, to go to for the next action in the medical. Mm-hmm. So basically, we, we, we spread the, uh, the device to the midwife in the remote area and the doctor doesn't have to come to the remote area. They can, they, they can just stay in the city and or in the hospital to give the remote diagnosis to the midwife in the remote area. Right, right. So... It's actually yeah. a device which a midwife can use, which yeah. then you, the midwife can contact the doctor and the doctor can advise the midwife right there, there and then via email or via phone or whatever. How does it work? Yeah. So basically, we connect the sensor with our uh, telecube. So basically, the telecube convert the analog data from the sensor into the digital data. Mm-hmm. And midwife with the they have like a, our application in the smartphone and they can, they can send the data to the command center in the city where the doctor is and where the doctor uh, have, we, we actually, we set up our own command center. So basically we can give like a, we can provide like a 24 seven uh, services mm. for the diagnosis for the, the, for the pregnant mom mm. in the remote area. Mm-hmm. So, can a doctor give the uh, you know? Does he have or he, she have all the information they need just from that sensor? They don't actually have to be there at the time to give advice. Yeah. So basically, before they, uh, the midwife uh, uh, give the CTG, uh, what is called uh, uh, check to the mom, mm-hmm. uh, the midwife have to input like a several data to the application that we provide. And then the data and the CTG result, uh, we, uh, the combination of both of the data and the CTG result uh, can give like, a, what is called? Actually, doctor can understand what happened with the mother, mm. the mm. condition of the mother. Yeah. Right, right. It's, it's amazing. I mean, you know, I, I'm curious to know, why did you think you could, run this or build this business your background you say is it your background is business you're not a doctor why did you choose this and what did you think you could do for this business uh 
I don't know. I think it's like a calling, yeah. Like uh, yeah. I know the I know Doctor Doctor Ari for like a, for a long time ago, yeah. uh, and this is not only we made the application or we made the hardware or IoT, but actually we made like uh, something good for people mm. because Indonesia has actually Indonesia is one of the highest infant infant mortality rate uh, in the world. Uh, because of the access and because of you know like uh, if you know like uh, we have 5.4 pregnant mom every year and we only have like a uh, 3000 to 4000 uh OBGYN doctor and mostly they stay in the city in Jakarta right, right. Uh, and i think there's i think there's a calling for me because you know like a uh, uh We, it, it's not just technology, but with technology we can help people and we can, you know, like uh, make a better uh, for human being. I think. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think it's amazing. Yeah. And you talk about yeah. Indonesia. For though, I mean, I absolutely love Indonesia. I spent a lot of time traveling around the islands, and I visited yeah. maybe 10 islands. But as you say, there are three thousand. Or yeah. more islands in Indonesia. So, yeah, are these the people you're you're servicing? Is it these sort of island populations? What sort of areas of Indonesia are you dealing with mostly? Uh, so basically, for the uh, we are still in the city pilot. We are still in the piloting yeah, because you know, like a medical device is not easy as like other startup. Mm. Uh, we have to dealing with all the regulation from the government. Uh, even we have to we have to register several uh, like a, what is called like a uh, regulation. For example, like a, the regulation for the products for the product for, for the production, regulation for the distribution and everything. Mm. It's like FDA lah in the US. Yeah, right, right, right. And we are still waiting for our commercialization stage. Uh, on this June, but we already like uh, did like a several piloting in the uh, like a surrounding of Jakarta and Banten and Jawa Barat. Right, right. So actually, we are still in the piloting stages, mm -hmm. but uh, we are we believe that when the re all the regulation is done, we can move forward to the other cities and other island Indonesia. Okay, so so you're doing the pilots around Jakarta, like Bandung, and so on, and Johor Bahru. What are? Oh, not Johor Bahru. Yeah. Oh, did, sorry, not Johor Bahru. Okay, <laughs> Johor Bahru is in Malaysia. Right? Yeah, right. Sorry, I, I can't remember what was the third one you said. <laughs> well, I can't remember what was it. you said. You said Jakarta, Bandung, Bandung, and Bandung. All right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. So you're doing the pilots around there. Um, how are you doing these pilots? Are you going out there yourself and talking to midwives and pregnant moms. Tell us a little bit about how you're actually doing this. So basically, we, we have like a collaboration with uh, Faculty of Health and Medicine, University of Indonesia. Uh, you know, again, since we are like dealing with a medical device, so we need like a le legit uh, institution, like a university, for example. And we have a collaboration with all the doctors in the under the Faculty of Medicine in Indonesia, uh, as the as the place we put the command center, and we go around to the midwife, uh, to the the area, and we 
we we provide the application and the medical device and yeah they can communicate actually mm. so based on our observation uh yeah it's already it actually it will it will help the people in the area actually mm. uh, uh, yeah. is it easy to work with midwives are they easy to train are they open to the idea what, what sort of challenges do you have in getting people to use your equipment and your device? Yeah. Yeah, actually, uh, they already understand about the the conventional CTG in in Indonesia. Yeah, mm. like uh, most of most of the midwife in the hospital, uh, actually, they already uh, have tried already had tried the, the the conventional conventional CTG, and it I think is only like uh, the shifting from the the normal CTG to CTG with the smartphone. Yeah. And as you know from the data, most of Indonesia already have like uh, in touch or engage with the smartphone uh, for Facebook and and mm-hmm. uh, WhatsApp. So basically, what we are trying, we we always we always talk to the midwife. The, the application is easy as you you are using Facebook or WhatsApp. Right. So we are trying to imp- always improve our user experience, and I think hopefully it will work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah I mean, you, you talk about Indonesians using mobile phones and smartphones. Yeah. Uh, for people outside of Asia, they may not understand how advanced Southeast Asia is when it comes to smartphone use, especially social yeah. media. I think, you know, Indonesia, Philippines, Thailand have some of yeah. the highest usage rates for mobile social media in the world. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's so, true. So it's you not have you don't have to get people to use a smartphone. They're already mm-hmm. using smartphones, right? So, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Let's keep up. So, how are you funding this startup? Because you have the devices. There's a lot of trials. It must require a lot of capital to get this going. What's the situation with your startup? So basically, we are still bootstrapping mm-hmm. from our uh, co-founder. So the you know like uh, I think it's quite a uh, uh, challenging yeah, for the VC to get uh, money from the VC or from the investor uh, in the industry of medical technology because most of the VC in Indonesia or, or in Southeast Asia they still think when they give money they they want to get like a traction or revenue mm. in the next month for example that's why like uh, we still keep our uh, startup in the bootstrap and self-funding uh, mode, I think. Mm-hmm. But that must be yeah. a challenge when you're producing hardware devices. Or, or, or is, is there no hardware? Is it just software on the smartphone? No, yeah, we're producing the hardware. So basically in, in the medical industry, they already understand like uh, about uh, with, with the listing strategy, right? Yeah. Like uh, they, for example, like hospital in Indonesia, they don't buy like uh, in cash for the ultrasonic transducer or for the USG, but yeah. they are using leasing mode. So basically, we, we, we can deal with the financial institution to get leasing for the for our product. Actually. Right, right, right. So that's better yeah. for your cash flow, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. Man. Right. Yeah. And how many people in this business? Do you say Dr. Ari, co-founder, yourself... How many is, yeah. how, is that your team? 
Uh, so basically, the co-founder is me, Dr. Ari and um, Banda, and other two for the tech and the IoT. And actually, we have like a ten to we have like a around six tech people in the company. Right. And we have like a more and we have like a four four person another four person dealing with the government actually mm-hmm. and for all the compliance with the government because the key of success in this business is not only the technology but also how you can deal with the regulation and the compliance and i think that's uh, quite different with other uh, startups yeah, in, yeah. in indonesia yeah that's why you have four people dealing with that right yeah, 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 wow. yeah. That's a lot of resources. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. What do you do in this team yourself, Abraham? What what sort so, of roles do you take part in? So basically, now I'm uh, the in the product team. So basically, like what I said before, I, I I'm bridging the communication between the the medical team and also the technological team. Right. Okay. Yeah. So that that I think that's the most important part in this company. Mm, yeah because you know like sometimes like a, a medical team uh, they only know about uh, you know like their their industry yeah, yeah and we are trying to change the the we are trying to shift uh you know like a implementation of new technology in in in, in the medical industry because you know like as we know the, the the medical or the healthcare industry is one of the uh rigid industry in the world you know like yeah. uh, not like a uh, transportation or not like uh, a finance they're they they fast moving industry mm, yeah the, the challenge with, with medical is you, yeah. have, you have people with 20-30 years experience a lot of training yeah. they don't change quickly <laughs> right they don't want yeah. to they, it, I agree difficult. with that then. Yeah, there's a lot of personality issues yeah. there as well there's a lot of very clever people as well yeah so. that's true <laughs> yeah i mean this is the challenge so let's talk about your your second startup sahati and let me guess sahati in indonesian something like heart or some meaning like heart or something like that does it not am i right or yes no? so basically sahati is like a sehat indonesia sehat indonesia means health healthy indonesia ah okay right gotcha. yeah so so basically sahati and telestg is like a one of cycle product uh-huh. so Basically, Sahati is the application. is like a uh, like a pregnant application for mom and also the midwife. Mm. So basically, they can communicate with that application. Uh, for example, before uh, before the the midwife do the telestrategy, uh, uh, what is called diagnose, they can they use the Sahati application to monitor the the. The, the 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 mum condition mm-hmm. right right so, so yeah if yeah yeah so sahati would be throughout the whole pregnancy right yeah right. yeah okay. so basically this sahati application if you heard about like a what to expect or like a baby center application mm. so sahati application for mum is like their like uh what is called the personal assistance or like a personal guidance during yeah. the pregnancy during the 40 weeks of pregnancy so basically based on the uh, experience of dr ari and 
ibu anda my my co-founder uh, they made the stand they made like a standard procedure in the hospital uh, for we for the from the first week until the 40 weeks of the pregnancy what like nutrition they have to say what uh, Uh, doctor that have to see what laboratory test they have to you know like to consider so basically it's like a 40 weeks guidance for mom and all the data will be uh, there and basically when when the midwife need to check the mom they can use their application to check the condition of their the mom actually. right 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 so yeah the, so the mom self reports her data to yeah so, okay And we connect with the, the the system in the hospital and also in the medical center. So basically, right. all the data of mom will be will be there. Okay, that must yeah. be a challenge, mustn't it, to connect to the 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 medical center and the, the hospital? That must yeah. require a lot of work of integration. How, how do you go about that? So basically, my co-founder is another co-founder is already have like a long experience in the industry. And well now in, in industry, so basically they 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 use their network to, mm. you know, like uh, okay, I think this is the best. This is one of the best way to make the industry, the health industry in Indonesia is become, uh, you know, like better, because in Indonesia we don't have the exact data about uh, health, right? If you go to Ministry of Health or you, if you go to the the Bureau of the Statistic in in under the government, they have. They don't have the centralized data about uh, the the health. Right. So basically, we are trying to advocate the government and the regulation the regulation to make the centralized data for the health, mm. especially in metro now. And with that data, actually, we can create, you know, like uh, innovation for the future innovation to to uh, to make like a new product to help other to help other. Uh, people, uh, especially in the healthcare industry. Right, right. I mean, compared yeah. to other countries, do so so the listeners understand? Do other countries have centralized data when it comes to health, in like for maternity and so on? Yeah, uh, I, I heard about uh, Taiwan government actually. One of my colleague, uh, they study in Taiwan, and Taiwan has a good uh, centralized healthcare database system. Even. Uh, when, for example, like when people will get a heart attack in the area, uh, the hospital or medical center around that area will uh, will know, will detect that there there are people will can get the, the heart attack near you. Man. Right. That's a that's a crazy thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think we we understand that. I think there's a not you know like a is a big work for us, but. That's actually our vision and mission to to help the healthcare system in Asia, and we start from the maternity. Right. Okay. I get it. I see where uh, you're yeah. going. So your vision is to build the first step, which is the maternity products, which help you learn about the the medical system, help you learn about medical technology, yeah. and build relationships with doctors and technologists and midwives, practitioners, yeah. and yeah. start creating. A database or some kind of information about people, about patients, yeah, and doctors yeah. as well. And then, where where would be the next step after that? So, you know, if if you were to take that, what would mm -hmm. be step two in sort of extending the database? Where could you go next with that? 
So basically, uh, with the data, actually, we are trying to, you know, uh, innovate another, uh, for, for example, Indonesia ha has uh, three main diseases, for example, anemia and also diabetes, mm. diabetic. And we, with that data, we can try to find a solution. Uh, not, I think it's not only, you know, like, a, for example, a drug or pharmacies, but we can make, make, made a, make innovation on the preventing way to, for, for that uh, disease in Indonesia, right? Mm -hmm. And our, our next step after this, we are trying to spread our uh, application and our uh, technology, not only in the marginal health, but also in other, uh, uh, what is called in the healthcare area. Mm. And we are trying to develop the community-based healthcare because we've seen one of the examples from Microsoft, like uh, they are trying to make like a medical, medical, you know, like a healthcare is near from the community. Yeah. For example, in Indonesia, we, we, we have like a kecamatan, kelurahan. So basically it's a district and sub-district. So we are trying to make the, the, all the diagnostic center in, in that area. Mm. So basically people can go to the diagnostic center and if, they, if there's something wrong with their body, they can go directly to the hospital. Because in, currently the condition is they direct, directly go to the hospital and as you know, the hospital fees in Indonesia is very expensive. Right. Right, so right. we are trying to make the the what is called the healthcare is more accessible for all people in Indonesia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, amazing what you're you're trying to do. And yeah. what do you think you need? I mean, obviously you talked about investment. What yeah. else do you need to to make this happen? What kind of people need to connect with you what kind of partnerships do you want to make this happen uh, so basically we are open we, we are very eager to have a lot of collaboration with other startup in medtech uh, and maybe industry for example like a ge or philips because they are, because they are already like a hundred years i think in in this industry mm. but they but the you know like the perspective of the industry sometimes they go with the expensive healthcare services, right? But the people in Indonesia is they they need like more affordable and accessible uh, healthcare uh, system to help their life. So basically, we are very open for other uh, stakeholder hmm. to join our uh, startup to make a collaboration. And also the government, actually. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The most important part, probably. What yeah. do you, um, be honest with me, Abraham. When before yeah. you started, or before you joined TeleCGG and Sahati, yeah. how much did you know about pregnancy and maternity, gynecology? Did you know much at all? Not at all. I think. I right. think I, I only know like uh, uh, when my. So I think when I got married and my wife uh, got uh, what is called the uh, miscarriage, oh. and I think that's the the, the one, my, one 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 what is called like a one stepping point on my life to yeah. know more about these uh, things. 
and I made like a wonderful people, uh, my, my co-founder. And after that, ah, I think this is the answer uh, of my life. And we are, I think I will dedicate my life in this industry, in, in these mm. things. I think, I think that's a, the, the, the another point in, in my life for, for, for this. Yeah. And it, you know, you've turned something which is obviously quite painful for you into something yeah. quite positive as well. Yeah. You, know, you found, do, do you feel like it's a mission that, are you on a mission? Do you, I mean, how do you think about this when you wake up in the morning? It's like, oh, I've got a startup to build or I've got to go out there and change people's lives. Or how do you think about this? Uh, yeah, I think, I think uh, you know, like uh, we only live once in, in the world. So right, right. Uh, I put like the, for me, I don't put the, you know, not only the revenue as the KPI in the company. Mm. We are trying to put like the impact as the KPI for the company. So basically, we are trying to uh, what is called balancing between the revenue and the impact for the people. Because our mission is to help people. So when, the first thing in the morning when I woke up, I, I always like uh, think how to get, uh, you know, like uh, how to improve my product and how to get this product uh you know like a fast and quick uh in the market to be provided for the for the all people I, I think that's always uh the things that i always think every morning <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, see, when i when i look at your situation i wonder yeah. how how do you stay motivated because have you seen positive results yet because you're still in the trialing phase it must be yeah. frustrating it must be hard work dealing with government and large yeah. organizations and many 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 people how do you stay how do you stay motivated in that situation mm, you, you i think i think uh, small wins yeah so we, we always make a small kpi every day every week yeah and Every task that we completed, we always like, uh, uh, you know, like consider that's a small win. So when you go for the big win and you don't have like a small win, I think, you know, you may, you can frustrate with the situation, right? Yeah. So always make a small wins every day, I think. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic advice. <laughs> and you, you're, I mean, uh, may I ask, Abraham, how old are you now? Uh, this year is like uh, I think thirty this year. You're thirty this year. Okay, so yeah. you're, you're still young, I should say. So <laughs> no, <you're> man. Yeah, <laughs> well, you're still young, and you, you know, I, I just wondered. The reason I ask is for for young entrepreneurs mm. now. Yeah. There's there's a lot of young people, especially in Indonesia, these, these countries that young yeah. people want to make positive change. They they don't just want to be a startup they they want to do some yeah. sort of social good but it can be quite challenging can't it because you have to make revenues to survive and there's yeah. a lot of challenge you know when you're talking about social change you're talking about big populations of people so yeah that's frustrating that can be tough right yeah what, what sort of advice would you offer to somebody graduating now who wants to start a startup in Indonesia who wants to do something good for society mm -hmm. is there any sort of mm -hmm. advice that you offered from the lessons you have learned um I think you know like uh, it is a grateful we can 
you know, like uh, we can born in, in Indonesia. Uh, for it means like uh, for for this, like uh, I believe uh, startups, a good startup will come from the country where the government and the private sector still cannot uh, provide the good services. For example, like uh, last year, I went to Australia for the startup uh, ex exhibition, and there's there's there not really much uh, startup. Uh, you know, like not, I don't, I don't saying like a good startup, but you know, like a, when the government already can provide everything yeah. for the people, and uh, the, the there's no there's no impactful startup. So basically, what I mean is, in Indonesia, there's a lot of problem that that we have to handle, that we have to find a solution, and there is, and there there's a lot of potential uh, things that you can do. So basically. Uh, as a, a young entrepreneur, especially in Asia, you have to be grateful you live in Asia. There's a lot of uh, problem you have to handle. So you have to uh, make your life more, what is called, beneficial for other people. Because when you can make something good for the for society, I believe the financial things or the economical things will come to you uh i think that's all <laughs> yeah well, that, that's all yeah. that, that's great advice yeah. yeah yeah abraham it's been a real privilege yeah. pleasure having you on the show i really enjoyed talking to you and learning about telectg and sahati i wish you all the best with your mission and your your bigger mission to you know really create positive change in indonesia yeah. and you know anybody listening to the show yeah. who yeah. listen to this story should contact you if they feel there's something they they want to help you with or some ideas or some partnership or even investors as well so abraham where do, where do people find out more about you okay sure you can uh, go to our actually you can go to my um, my linkedin profile or our website, uh, telectg.co.id, and you can find our updates and our contacts there. So we are very open for any collaborations. So guys, if you have like question or you have any you know suggestion for us, please contact me. We are very open for any collaboration. Awesome, Abraham. Thank you so much for coming today and sharing your story with us. Terima kasih, and I hope you are come back on. Asia Tech Podcast and share an update with us in six months. Tell us how you're doing. And yeah. hopefully by within six months, you have some, some stories as well about some success stories, some small wins to share with us. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Thanks, thanks, Graham, for this big opportunity for us. And thanks for the Asia Podcast. You've been listening to Asia Tech Podcast. Find out more at atp.show.